Welcome to episode 4 of Christie's Thursday Night the podcast is unnecessary as another Mr. Tumble costume change. My name's Kieran and I'm joined as ever by Darren. Hello. And Tarek. Alright. As we officially go global with actual real life people listening to us three numpties from Australia, Dubai, USA and Japan. In this episode we'll be discussing Darren's choice of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and introducing a new feature we're calling Dawn in 60 Seconds, which will see two of us given a minute each to debate a hotly contested topic. Should you wish to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at Christie's Nibble and all previous episodes are available on Spotify and anchor.fm forward slash Christie's Nibble. There we go, lads. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I've been a fairly busy and chaotic week as ever. What about yourself? What have you been doing? Well, I was on Sunday. I took the kids to fly a kite, right? And this is probably, in my estimation, the most overrated kids' activity that there is today. <laughs> there. <laughs> whoever, whoever made up that tweet where they put expectation versus reality must yeah. have had flying kites with kids in mind because it is atrocious. Because <laughs> the expectation, right? Sunny day at the beach, kite. Flying high, the guy's got it nailed. Soaring. <laughs> Kids standing beside you thinking, oh, that's, that's pretty cool, can't wait for a shot. You've got you've got other dads walking past, like giving you me nods of appreciation, like, yeah, well, you've got that, boy. You hear their kids even like, oh, dad, why do we have a kite? No, the reality. <laughs> Struggling to tie the string to the kite. Like, easier said than done with the, the cold and the wind. Kids are excited and running about. They're getting tangled in the tail and getting tangled in the string. Like four or five times after you've worn them, like the kite's <laughs> going away if they do it again. Now, before you've even started, the kids are in the huff. Your hands are freezing. The thing's flapping about. It's getting twisted in the wind. It's just a nightmare. You can so, barely get a foot off the ground. I'll hold this and I'll run at the same time. <laughs> No, no, you're running too fast. You're going too slow. I think you might be... Gaffoline. Gaffoline. I think you might be blowing this out of proportion, Dad, because I I saw on Facebook that Leah was doing it with ease. She she, 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 she got it. (laughs) She nailed it. But, like, that's my point, though. Even when it's good, the the payoff's, like, so limited compared to, like, the effort you were putting (laughs) But it's it's a good example because we got a picture of her. It was untangled, and I held it up, and it went high, and she's standing there... Like a boss, right? <laughs> the thing is, foot in the air, straight as a die, no, nothing going wrong with it, right? Picture me with it barely above my shoulders. Poppy's trying to jump in the way. Rudy's face planted in the grass because he's having a tantrum because I probably showed that I'm saying, get off it. <laughs> it's like, Should have just gave it to him and he would have flew away. <laughs> nah, catch your son. Have you, ever, have you ever catch me flying a kite again? <laughs> you can't remember permission to shoot me. Oh, we've tried that a few times, and it's just always ends in disaster. Never, like you said, the payoff's just no, no good enough there. That's terrible. No way whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, I had um, quite a dodgy week as well, mm-hmm. if you want to say that. Um, so, as I said before, got all these women in my house, um, three daughters, my wife and my mother-in-law. Um, so I think it was last Saturday or Sunday. Um, the kids have been watching Just Dance on YouTube 
quite mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Which is stick up on the TV and they'll copy the moves and stuff like that. And, so that's the, that's the computer been game. The, yeah, the computer game. Yeah, but yeah, they've just been yeah. watching the videos on YouTube and they mm-hmm. just like to copy them and stuff. So, which is great. And they were getting a few of the moves. So we had a wee in the cupboard. So we thought, right, let's go and dust this off and we'll get it all set up and we'll actually get the Just Dance on. So it was me against all the ladies. Okay, so I kept saying, right, I'm going to beat, I'm, I've got to beat the girls, got to beat the girls. Um, so we're going for it. And as I was going for it, um, everybody was got, was meant to stay on the way. But what happened, one of the, my, one of the twins, twin girls got up, ran, ran to go to the toilet, and I managed to punch her square in the face. <laughs> what guy... We cut underneath a disaster. <laughs> I was waiting on I was waiting on the cops coming chopping on the yeah. door. So I was like, oh, no, this is a nightmare, man. Um so I let her she calmed down. She was fine. There was no real lasting emotional damage, I don't think. Um and well, I said to her, I was like, like, okay, like well, you've got you've got nursery. <laughs> yeah, physical damage was visible, like <laughs> so, so we're not saying anything there. Uh, it was just a tiny week up. Um so I said to her, I was like, right, you've got nursery tomorrow. Somebody's gonna ask her, somebody's gonna ask you what happened to you. And I said, So I'll just try it out. Just said, So Evie, what happened to your eye? She said, uh, Daddy punched me because he wanted to beat the girls. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, 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 you can't say that. Dad's getting carted off in the morning. Yeah. So, hi. So, That's a proper you being framed moment right there. Oh, massive. just dads and then boom. It's also <laughs> a factually correct uh, version of events, isn't it? Oh, hi. I was wanting to beat the girls and <laughs> punch the right in the butt. Just admitting um, but, just dad's part. Yeah. <laughs> Because we laughed at it, she just kept saying it. So I'm not sure if she did say it to anybody in nursery. I didn't get any looks from the teachers that drop off or pick ups. So that was, I think that they're, was they're fear. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. fear. <laughs> <laughs> There's no been services at the door either, so that's fine. And Evie's Evie's back on the side. We're back being mates. I'm no punching her in the face, so she's all good. I think she's over back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, apart from that, I've just been a Having a good bit of fun with um, my Polish mother-in-law as well. Oh, yeah. um, I can't remember if I mentioned her trying to use Alexa. No, no you've not said that one. No. Right, so I, I sit upstairs in my when I'm working away um, in my bedroom, and it's my wife, she's away, and the kids are away to school and whatnot. Um, so it's just us two usually in the house, and she plays. We can get the Polish radio on through Alexa. Um, All right, but. All right. With um, Viesha's limited English, and the words that she knows tend to still be like ass, shit, fuck, <laughs> the, the, the normal, or please. Um, so I'll hear, I'll be upstairs working away, and all her hear her saying is, Alexa, Alexa, you there? Alexa, please, radio. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa, stop being ass. <laughs> ass, radio. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll hear this going on for a, for a wee while <laughs> just peeing myself laughing upstairs and then I'll just go onto my, my phone on my app and just play it for her because it just gets sad after a wee while 
<laughs> she knows so, yeah. she thinks verbal abuse is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paprosha, Alexa, please, radio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I don't give her enough credit. She, her, she's taught herself English and she has done really well and she can speak quite well. But it's just when these moments come up, you've got to love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll miss that when she's gone. Uh-huh. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But yeah, that's uh, that's been more or less my week between that and watching loads of other different things on the mm. box. Well, I finished for this podcast. I finished watching this this series with Leah, my wife, and it's called Little Fires Everywhere. It was on Prime Video, and honestly, it was pretty shit. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, an adaptation of a book. Reese Witherspoon plays like the head of this, like this family, white family in, in the burbs. This kind of, you know, she's got four kids. Her oldest daughter's the head cheerleader. You know, everything's kind of sunshine, white picket fence, all that jazz. Mm. And then the first episode skips to the very end and her house is on fire and it all kind of plays out as, as a whodunit. And she, she turns out to be a pretty nasty piece of work. And to me, that's the only thing that kept me watching it. Because it's like, you want to see people who are just absolute bitches get their comeuppance, don't you? So other than <laughs> oh, that, it was, it, was, it was terrible. Um, it, was, it was Leah's choice, and I sincerely hope that our next choice is not going to be in there as bad as this. I wouldn't even recommend it. See if like you and your wife or your, your girlfriend sitting there looking for something to watch, and this comes up. Honestly, just go to bed. Don't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's a pass. What's it called? Just what's it called again, just in case. So little fires everywhere. Can I recommend that to people everywhere. I don't like? Yeah, do that. <laughs> it's so heavy with the metaphors, it's clumsy. Mm. It's it's overacted. And I think we've already given it too much airtime. Sorry, the only noble thing I, I did this week was watch um Groundhog Day with uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. And the, the movie has just the same repeating day over and over. I, I really love that movie. It's a, it's a classic. I've seen it, say, like three or four times before. So there's nothing more I can kind of say about it that hasn't been said before. But it's a it's a lovely film, and I love how it just kind of goes through a whole range of emotions that the whole movie. And you really wonder how long was has he been doing this? Because he masters like several instruments. He knows everyone in town's names and backstories. He can let to himself French. And stuff like that. It's just incredible what it kind of does and masters in that time. But yeah, definitely a funny movie. Oh yeah, Bill Murray, Bill Murray one of his best. Like he was brilliant yeah. in that film. Absolutely brilliant. He's always a winner. I've seen him. I've seen him a few times, but I've actually seen him where I've been in the same room as him. Uh, was that oh, wow. my, my cousin's uh, wedding? Was at the Kennedy Golf Hotel. And Canusi's basically where I've seen him. Canusi in St Andrews when he takes part in the the kind of pro am Alfred Dunhill golf events. Uh, mm. There was one day I took a day off work and my mate just took a few tins down there and followed him for a few holes. He's just hilarious. But in <laughs> in the hotel, um, so we're at the wedding, and there's word gets out that Bill Murray's next door. Bill Murray's next door. So we just take off and bomb through, and he's sitting there with his. Um, suit on no socks no shoes with like just a glass of whiskey on his own at a table <laughs> the room's practically empty and he's just sitting there well and he gives us a nod 
And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disturb you. Be on with your day, good sir. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> Christ, I, I would have been so hard not to go across and just, no money. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want nah. that to be your introduction to a legend, do you? Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> Especially with comedians uh, or like comedic actors, yeah, it's kind of hard not to say one of the more famous lines mm. right at them. And then like, I've heard this a million times. Please just shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a legend! Um, if any has watched watch Taskmaster, I haven't. No, no, but you've spoken to me about that before. I swear the comedians get given tasks. Yeah, yeah. Um. I've just finished the first season and it is hilarious. It's just brilliant. Greg Davies is the taskmaster and he gets like five different comedians on each season. Mm. And um, the tasks that they get are just crazy. It's like um, they've got a bathtub full of water and they've got to see who can empty it in the quickest time possible. And some of them will just jump in and just chuck the water out or (laughs) run about this house and grab as much as they can and throw it out. They get a big block of ice, and they've got to try and melt it as quickly as possible. And some of the, um, some of their ways of doing it is just hilarious. So they had Tim Keys, Frank Skinner, Ramesh. Um, who else was on it this season? They're making Ramesh again. Yeah, <laughs> Ramesh and Josh welcome. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a stalker. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, I just started on this, and they popped down. I was like, oh, this. Um, we're meant to be Ramesh (laughs) exactly (laughs) I I, I seen he shaved his beard and everything I was like what did you think I was just just growing minds as well (laughs) but no Taskmaster hilarious definitely give it a bash that's the recommend channel 4 alright um, yeah, it's on. It's like it's and, and Dave, maybe 10th season. Mm-hmm. It's on, mm. yeah, yeah. It's just been picked up by Channel 4 in the last couple of seasons. Um, one of my, one of our friends, Stealth, he uh, was raving about it previously. Um, and I kind of I was like, no, well, not really that fussed about it. But once I started watching one, that was me, I'm hooked. Dave, or just all four, or more four, or whatever. yeah, I think, I think they're on both of them, yeah. Okay, I think we should get on to our new feature called Dawn in 60 Seconds. So hi everyone, Um, we've got a new feature for you and it is called Dawn in 60 Seconds like Kieran mentioned. Bart versus Homer, Darth versus Luke, Keither versus Donald, Vince McMahon versus Shane McMahon, Indiana Jones versus the King of Scotland, Peter Quill versus Eagle, Robert Downey Jr. versus Martin Scorsese. This is the this will be the greatest battle you'll ever hear in Dawn in 60 seconds. So what we've got for you is we've got Kieran, the father, versus Darren, his spawn. <laughs> They will be battling it out to try and sway my opinion on what is better, Marvel or everything else, more or less. <laughs> this came from a quote where Martin Scorsese kind of 
threw the gauntlet down. Threw some Marvel. shade, serious shade. Mm. Yeah, some serious shade uh, on the just jealous. Marvel. That's all. Universe. <laughs> oh, the dogs are flying already. Oh, settle down, boys. <laughs> uh, so the quote for from Martin Scorsese. It was, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, with actors doing the best that they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to other human beings. Ouch. Yeah. Right in the heart of Iron Man. <laughs> so, in the arc reactor. what we're going to do is these gentlemen are going to have one minute to sway me and also we'll put a poll up on Twitter and we'll see if you guys want to add your tuppence worth in there um, and vote on it. So who wants to go first? Will we do Age Before the Beauty or Let the Beast go first? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd like to think I win the beauty one, but uh, it's up to you, Tal. You're the you're the I host. Go, I goes the host head. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we'll we'll let the young man go first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm Darren. before before we start, I'm arguing for the Marvel. I'm I'm repping the the superheroes here. Got their back this time. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Let's uh, see if the powers are. Within you, <laughs> have you got the timer ready, Judge? You're I've like got the timer in. ready, so so you got one you got one minute. Fire through as much as you as you like. I'll count you in. Right. And how are you going three. to end it? You'll have to wait and see. I'll end it <laughs> in whichever way I feel like ending it. Right, okay. Get your stuff in before then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, three, two, one, go. Martin Scorsese has said that Marvel movies aren't cinema and they're more like theme parks to the lack of uh, human emotion being displayed. To say that, I not only think that he is wrong, but has a limited view on what cinema can be. Even before the MCU created, a lot of older folks would scoff at comic books on which the MCU is based on and say that it's for kids and aren't real stories. So is it surprised that another out-of-touch old man would say similar things to when the same iconic characters are brought to the big screen? The MCU has made me and millions other care about its very diverse group of characters, some of which are from different worlds entirely, lots with their own movies to show their character arcs, including them gaining abilities and losing loved ones to become the heroes or villains that they are. So to say they don't convey emotion is disingenuous at best. And when he said that nothing's at risk in Marvel movies, is he forgetting that half the life of the universe was at stake due to Thanos and his affinity gauntlet? To me, Scorsese <laughs> seems that an old man that's upset that time has passed him and his style of movies passed. Finite! <laughs> <laughs> good, good work, good Darren. Good timing. Yeah. So, was that yeah, yeah. you done? Yeah. That was done, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, timed that very well. Right, some some really, really excellent points. Yeah, I I like that. some good points. Excellent. Um, So, Kieran. Count me in, big man. We'll we'll count you down. Counting down from seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Well, Stacey's argument was that Marvel movies are not cinema and crowd out the market from the art form he holds dear. But I'm going to go further and say they're boring. 
for me, once you've seen one, you've pretty much seen them all. America good, foreigners largely bad. Few explosions, world saved again. It's hard to have any emotional attachment to two hyped up CGI wisecracks dodging bullets for two hours straight. And just because someone is popular doesn't mean it's any good. Does McDonald's have the best burger because they sell the most? Or is the answer just marketing and consumer convenience? Much like billboards at a drive-thru, Marvel movies are at best a visual feast, but fail to deliver on any substance. What's more memorable, another skyscraper getting blown up, or seeing a few guys stand on a table and declare, oh, captain, my captain. Marvel movies are repetitive and don't challenge the viewer. Just like a Big Mac, you sit there and gorge it, become numb to it, and in the end, it leaves you unsatisfied and instantly forgetting what's just taken place. Neat. Mm. So you right. kind of went down the edge. Right in the fields. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you grabbed Scorsese and you rode him a wee bit. You? <laughs> yeah, he'd be proud. <laughs> I would say you're sucking um, up to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Oh well, I, I see your point where um, some of it is just you can sit back and you can just enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with a Big Mac. There's nothing wrong with a McDonald's. You'd know what you're getting. That's the point. Always tastes and, good, and and that and that is that's good. That's, there's a place for that. There's a massive place for that. Scorsese isn't really given that chance to to that. He's saying that cinema shouldn't have it by the songs of things. What, what, what he said is, like, my first line was crowding up the market from what he wants. Like, cinemas don't take a risk mm-hmm. now because they know that this is a hit. So, you know, independent films, films that are a bit edgy, films that will be challenging and a bit different, give you something that you've never seen before, are less likely to be shown in cinemas because they want bombs on seats and they know that it's a feel-safe by mm. getting the Marvel win. But if the cinema's uh, good enough, if the picture's if the movie's good enough, then it'll still pull bums on seats. Yeah. Darn, you made some excellent I, I, points. I just don't think it's enough to... Uh, for, it seems like he's kind of blaming the MCU because he's he's not in cinema anymore. He's had to run off to Netflix and ask them to make his movies now. So, I, so he can of, make sure that he's got them bums on seats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, with Netflix, it's like guaranteed. It's, it's not that much of a risk. You're already kind of paid for it there. You know, you don't have the, uh, you don't have the box office risk. So I think it's a yeah. bit much for him to put, put, point the blame behind Netflix of big bad Marvel or Disney. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's got a, he's they've got a big target on their back. The billion, multiple, multi-billion mm. pound industry that they are. The, the target and on their back. Scorsese never seems to get hit during the film. Just keeps getting. Scorsese kind of got an empty. He got a empty check with his last film, The Irishman. Pulled Irishman, out all the yeah. stops. Joe Pesci back in and all the big names, and yet it was still pretty flat. It was. It wasn't a. It wasn't one of his best. Wasn't. No. Wasn't a shite. It was, it was good, but I would probably say just above average for a Scorsese Talk about, talk about relying on CGI. So, the Irishman actually was relying a lot on the, the aging effects of half its yeah. cast to yeah. make them look so young. So, Which have you, so have you, it's, it's, okay when, it's okay when it works for them, but yeah. not when it's working against them. Right. Okay. And, and the fact that he said that they're, uh, it's not emotional, 
Um, I know a good few people who were crying at the end of Avengers. Yeah. Okay, I'll, 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 ask, I'll ask you a question. Were they all above the age of seven or below? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I personally had a tear in my eye. I was just like... Or even... Like, oh, you, you, see, you see that Marvel... <laughs> you see that Marvel <laughs> doesn't... You see Marvel plays it safe and cinemas play it safe by them, but you got one of the best movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, taking Z-list characters by actors that, you know, it wasn't really well-known, like Chris Pratt, before he became a household name, he was on like, Parks and Recreation or something like that, if that's what it was. And I hadn't heard of that show before I knew Chris Pratt was in it after all the, the Guardian stuff. So that's taking a no-name uh, comic title from like, 30 years ago and trusting, put all the trust on James Gunn, like a, like just a director, it wasn't a corporate machine. And that's actually one of the saddest moments when, good, well, spoiler, I made that mistake last time, <laughs> um, <laughs> when Groot sacrifices himself and says that we are Groot. So they've made efforts and they've, in different types, of, even Ant-Man, that's a heist movie, even though it's a superhero one. It's not yeah. just always the same. And all the Thor ones, they're, they're different every movie. Yeah, so, and the and the next movies that they're going to be doing, they've got thrillers, they've got um, mm-hmm. horror. They're, they're trying their best to push the ball and dominate all other um, aspects of the theatre so that there's no horrors. They're, everyone's going to go and see the Marvel horror. There's no thrillers. Everybody's going to go and see the Marvel <laughs> thrillers. And you can see that so too, too, ways, yeah. That's kind of adding into Kieran's point. But it's still a risk, all, though. Yeah, let's all be, be truthful right. here. There was never at any chance that Kieran was ever going to win this with me. Okay, no, <laughs> Have you made your ruling? Uh, oh, my, like my ruling was made before we even decided this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we um, haven't even had one go. This is our first take. <laughs> There's bias already. Oh, anyway. <laughs> I think next time... At least I, I gave Kieran the full minute. I was going to just talk, chop him off after 10 seconds. <laughs> I think next time we will uh, disqualify you from uh, judging the next time. And maybe uh, okay. we are done. So, so, so Darren is yeah. the, Darren's the Don. Darren is the, the, the reigning Don. Yeah, Darren, Darren's seconds. the Don. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, all here, all hail Don Darn. Please lift an innocent gun to Don <laughs> Darn. <laughs> the unofficial sponsor, Chris. Unofficial sponsor, innocent gun. So I'm um, not an innocent those, gun, so if anyone at Innocent Gun wants to send us a case. <laughs> so those at home listening, uh, if you look at uh Twitter at Krusty's Nipple and uh, you could vote on the poll to see who actually won, hopefully. Uh, you'd be a little more, a little more, yeah. or maybe a little less unbiased. Yeah, because yeah, now I'm going to go against uh, people on Twitter who aren't uh, Marvel maniacs either. So yeah, that'll be a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting to see because you said the the age of seven or the mental age of seven. We can see yeah, what I our Twitter that. fan base. Yeah. yeah me. What their mental ages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here, uh, here, uh, Marvel's big in Japan, so yeah, we're <laughs> hopefully we're, <laughs> we're Japanese that, that, contingent wants to bring it. Up. Yeah, yeah. I've just scared them off. 
Yeah. All right, okay. So that's right. the end of that segment. <laughs> okay, next we'll review Tarn's movie choice of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. All right, welcome back. Um, we watched a movie called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, a movie about erasing memories. So we're here to tell you what we remember about it. Or <laughs> did we forget? <laughs> so uh, it's a movie starring uh, Jim Carrey as Joel, uh, the kind of a, almost like a bumbling, kind of a clumsy, like, um, what's that word? The opposite of... Uh, it's, it, oh, I forgot. Oh, I messed that all up. You've got, you got a spotless mind. <laughs> yes, I do, yeah. But it's quite into himself. And, in, introvert. Um, introvert. Introverted, yeah, exactly. And his partner, uh, Clementine, paid by uh, Kate Winslet, mm-hmm. uh, is quite the opposite. And so you first kind of meet them on this train together, and you see that, you just see immediately the personalities you're thinking because we know the premise of the movie, how can these people ever fit together in the fir- first place? But as watching the movie, you realise all the dynamics of the relationship and realise that even though they're quite opposite, they're always like meant to be. But mm. also in the movie, you find out what drove them apart. And so you later figure out in the movie that Kate Winslet has had enough and decides to go to this... Um, little rundown place in the middle of New York to get her memory erased of Joel. And so when Joel meets her again, there's just no recollection of him whatsoever. So the rest of the movie is him trying to understand what's been going on. And it's all, it's got like a non-linear setup. And it's just, it's been really, it's a really good experience to watch. Yeah. So what did you guys think? Well, before we get too much into it, um, the the film won the Oscar for best original screenplay. It was wow. out and it was released in, in the UK on April the thirtieth, two thousand and four. Kate Winslet mm-hmm. was nominated for best actress, but uh, that year, but Hilary Swank won it for Million Dollar Baby. Hilary Swank. Right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's why I saw when I found it. Oh, ah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. The, uh, the number one song in the UK at the time was Fuck It, I Don't Want You Back by Eamon. That was one, quite... Does that go again? The number one song <laughs> at the time. Well, how does it go again? No, I'm not going to come on, man. Well, I could be representative of the movie sometimes and their dysfunctional relationship. There you go, it's all meant to be. Yes. The, <laughs> the number one film at the UK box office was Kill Bill Volume 2. <sighs> Great film. And the number one film at the US box office was Man on Fire. Ooh. Great film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time to be around, was it? That was 2004. You know, post fucking post Brexit vote, post Trump, uh, pre, sorry, uh, pre uh, pre pandemic. <laughs> you know, uh, didn't know you were living. This was a 1620. 20. Oh, good times. Oh, 20, oh, 20, that was... We oh. were living in... Living together. Oh. We, we, we were living in a shithole in the, in the city centre. Was that a shithole? It was fine. I was no. three. <laughs> <laughs> Two, three, three, four. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. 
<laughs> Good times. You had a nappy on. You were able to go about and shit yourself yeah. whenever you wanted. It's, it's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream, Dad. <laughs> Less about me and you then, Tarek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was Let's all about the film. <laughs> um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. Um, I'm actually quite disappointed with myself that it took us this long to actually watch it um, and appreciate it. Um, it was just... I liked how there was loads of different aspects of it that kind of brought the film along. Um, the way that Kate Winslet's hair changed to kind of give you a wee idea of how bad the, or where the relationship was within the movie. If it was certain colour, then you know that it was kind of the, the relationship was coming to an end and stuff like that. It was just, well, that's what I think it, it was doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Not oh, sure if okay. that's exactly... So, so, so you took the colours as kind of like a like a red or an orange was maybe... Yeah, meaning, I was, I, she was getting something. quite... Yeah, I was getting... Ah. So there was definitely, there was hair... There was quite a few different hair changes. So when I seen that it changed twice, it was like, all right, that's going to be something. Because movies like this, they tend to have loads of little underlying meanings throughout yeah. the whole thing. So I it was kind of quite... Yeah, I, I found the hair colour just helpful for the, the kind of the linear aspect, you know, finding yeah. out what happened when sort of thing. But, that, but that's interesting because... Hmm. Is it not blue at the start of the film? So that's the end of chronological yeah, order the relationship. Of yeah. And yeah. So that could be a quite serene, like sort of calm. Mm. Or just quite yeah, or maybe a sad and depressed, maybe it with could blue. Be, yeah. 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 Blue. No. And then the orange was when she was fiery and she was actually wanting to fight him and wanting to try and kind of push herself out of the relationship and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I liked it because it's got quite a lot of kind of... It's a bit like Inception and Memento. Um, if yeah. you've seen those def, two def, films... Definitely it's like just, Memento, yeah. All right, and Memento is probably one of my all-time favourite films. Um, awesome just because film, yeah. of the way it was written and how it's kind of played out. And this played right into the exact same type of um, methodology of the way films are made. It's just it's done really well. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about this, and it's total like you think it's just a movie. Like you think it kind of get more into the concept in your head, then you realize when you're watching the film, you get so invested in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it really, mm-hmm. for me, when I was watching, it, it kind of broke my heart when things were going wrong and they were saying things that they didn't mean, but they said it because they were angry. And the relationship was just like there was high points and there was a lot of low points. And uh, yeah, it's, especially don't want to kind of get too much into it right now. But the little bit at the end where they hear the recordings of their voices back, yeah, after they just kind of got back together again. As I was, I, it was just so <laughs> yeah, it was painful. It was depressing. And it was it was crestful. And by the end of it, I was just like, no. It's like you imagine someone recorded the worst thing you ever said to someone. And then makes you play in front of the person you send it to, and then it's just like, especially someone you love a lot. Yeah. And that made me think about things I've said or things I've done. I'm just like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why? It's interesting you say that. Um, mm. I, I've thought that about 
social media. And so this was released in 2004. So this is before Twitter, mm-hmm. which is 2006, I've just checked. And you get people who tweet every single thought, you know, good or bad. And I'm thinking, yeah, that, that's not great because it's there. It's a record that's, of it. That's a Clementine, yeah. And, you know, what if that could be looked back upon? You could have just been in a bad mood when you said that. And that is exactly, this is before that, but they've nailed that. You've picked yeah. somebody at the worst moment or, or the worst time of what, how they feel for this person, recorded it, and now they're hearing it. That was, it was, that was an amazing scene. Uh, the film Definitely. a lot deals with the consequences of erasing someone from your memory. And, it, like, you see it like, in little things like, uh, her name's Clementine, so Jim Carrey forgets uh, it was like a, like a, a story or a poem or something like that that has the word Clementine in it. Uh, because he's erased everything to do with Clementine. And like he has a journal that he wrote in for like two years, how long he knew her, but then it all got he had to like shred it out. And so he writes in his diary, like, oh wow, I haven't written this journal for two years. Uh, just because he has no recollection about it. And there's a bit where he comes face to face with Clementine. She's erased her memory of him, but he hasn't done like, erased his memory of her yet. And she just thinks it's a random guy after they've mm-hmm. had so much experiences together. And it was just, it's like incredible kind of think about what, what would happen if you did erase someone from your memory? What type of person would that make you? Because I think this made me think that like what really makes people is memories. Mm-hmm. Like if you had a good experience, yeah. that makes you a lot different from if you had a bad one. And I, so if you take that away, you change the person. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that yeah. is one of the, the main themes of the, the film. Is <laughs> I don't think the procedure is important to know like whether it is possible or not. It's kind of no. like by the by. But yeah. the process is noteworthy for me. Is what they do is all items relating to the person that you want to raise are kind of like cobbled up together. The technicians then remove these from your memory and kind of like everything surrounding them is gone. It's it's primitive. It's like it's not really high but tech. Yes. Yeah, but it's, it's that's the emotion, emotional concept of things is what makes your memories. So yeah. even if you if you smell something, that triggers a memory in your head. And that's that's kind of science, is it? That um, yeah. if you if you Go listen to a tune. It's going to bring you back to 19, 2004 when you were parrying the gaff, um, or it's going to do something else. And it's great how that's kind of brought into this, where they've got all these different. I can't remember all the objects that they put in front of uh, Jim Carrey when he's sitting trying to get all these memories erased. Um, but it's just each different thing is just taking that emotion and essentially taking that emotional emotion out of him yeah. by erasing mm-hmm. that memory and that's changing his personality and then Absolutely. potentially his behaviours. That's, that's that the is... collateral damage, isn't it? Like, like mm-hmm. it, was the, it was the Huckleberry Hound song, Darren. Huckleberry Hound song, yeah. He, he, he said he, he loved it, you know, later on or earlier on in the in his life. He, he loved that. And obviously that, that's gone because it mentions Clementine. But as I said to you, Darren, we watched it together, is that could be like a crucial childhood memory with him and his mother, say. And yeah. that's gone as well. So that whole kind of grounding of a, of a person, that building up, that building block of yeah. people and their memories, emotions, linked to things, 
if you start cutting that away, the collateral damage is is, oh. is kind of like unlimited. Yeah, like even yeah. if it didn't mention Clementine, if I if if I had a, a moment with someone and I showed I shared like a maybe a Barsi or something like just an old story with them or a funny story, and then that became like a bonding moment for us. If mm-hmm. I were to erase that, I would erase that memory as well because I shared that with her. Yeah, you know, and it's just it's like you said, the claro just completely wipes it out. <coughs> it's, it's, it's done really well. Like. Mm-hmm. That's why I think at the start of the film, like he in particular is quite socially awkward. He's like, mm-hmm. well, this is why you don't look at uh, random females in the face. This is, you know, he doesn't really know what to what to say when she's like jumping and she's all over him on the train. And I just think it's because mm. of these things, because because all, all these things. Because you said that all taken away. Yeah, they're brain yeah. damaged. They're brain damaged, mm-hmm. and there's no doubt that could have been a factor. There's there's nothing to suggest that he was like that before the procedure. Well, the doctor yeah. says that when before it, he said, "Well, yeah, essentially, it is brain damage." Um, I liked how the opening the opening credits were weren't actually shown until after their first meeting. Yeah, yeah, it was like a long, 10, long intro. Yeah, yeah, until <laughs> uh, it kind of went up, and I was thinking, oh, that's 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 why they did it because this was the kind of point where they've kind of stopped. That's the end of the film. Mm-hmm. The credits yeah. kind of came up as opposed yeah. to that's the start of the film. It's definitely more obvious that this wasn't in a, a, a kind of usual chronological sort of film. Yeah, after seeing uh, that. Yeah. Another thing I read was that the. This is just a little tiny thing, but the credits also appeared and then crumbled away. Oh, like the memories, yeah. Like the memories oh, and the hearts right. and, okay. and all that. Um, yeah. But uh, just funny um, you mentioned... Oh, go ahead, Tarek. Go for it. No, no, on you go with it. Uh, it's just funny you mentioned the house because <clears throat> that ended up... Because of um, sort of like the, the, the efforts of uh, like Elijah Wood and uh, Mark Ruffalo and... Um, Kirsten Dunst, they end up like triggering old events in both of their heads again. And one of the memories is that house. And so they they almost spent a night in that the beach house. But uh, Jim ends up running away at the start. But uh, well, at the start of the relationship later on in the movie. But later on in the relationship at the beginning of the movie, they're both almost like the homing pigeons, like drawn to this beach and drawn to that mm. the beach house. And it's there's something like I kind of like it. There's some kind of subconscious thing that you can't drive out with people. That so, if people are meant to be, they they'll find each other again. Mm. <coughs> when the when the house was all crumbling away and they're kind of sitting mm-hmm. on the deck, she says, "Come to this place, Montauk." Yeah, meet and me then, in Montauk. Yeah, on yeah, Montauk. Meet me in Montauk. Oh, was, and then yeah. as soon as he wakes up, he runs there. I was just thinking. Not sure if that's some type of. Oh yeah, well he's at the train station. And he's about to get his normal train to work, and he hears over the tannoy, uh, Montauk. Train to Montauk. And then it's just like yeah. it's like a switch. So it's just, head. It's it's like, just a yeah. trigger. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Elijah Woods on the ice, and he's trying to replicate all the things Jules done with Clementine, and it, I love how it just doesn't work because it's not the same person. It's not the same circuit. There's loads of variables that are changed. Uh-huh. And so she 
like ends up saying like oh he ends up saying she's really nice and that's like the one thing that Joel says about Clementine and then that to her just awakens something in her. That's actually and when he fucks up. That's but, a trigger, isn't it? Yeah. For her. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's saying you're nice. That's after he's had his memory wiped. So would he have actually said you're nice when he first met her? Yeah, I guess so. Because remember, the, the train scene's right at the end of the film. I think the example I, of the word yeah. nice yeah. works in the, the kind of opposite way. But, um, but the, the, I do a, think that the, the movie does have a point about repeat behaviour, even before or after the, mm. um, the, the treatment. You see in Kirsten Dunst, she ends up <clears throat> falling in love with her boss at the the, okay, the company no. that mind their wife and then the the boss's wife says oh no you've done this before but you've had the procedure and so if you get someone under the same circumstances or have a trigger in their head they'll do the same thing so there's a big chance that joel would have had the same behavior and said the same or similar kind of things Aye. and called her nice again he's still the same or kind of the same person because after the after the week, the memories in his head, he becomes the same person again. Mm-hmm. Oh. <clears throat> it's got a, it's got a good concept at a really good concept at, and also a lot of the, arc, the actors in it. You've got mm-hmm. the Riddler, you've got Mary <laughs> Jane, you've got the Hulk, mm-hmm. you've got um, <laughs> Carmen Frodo, Falcon, you've got Elijah Frodo. Wood from Sin City. Yep, Frodo. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of good actors. <laughs> don't I, don't yeah. I try and bring this to Marvel because this is exactly I'm just, I'm just, just, this is exactly the film from Marvel. We could have sat and talked yeah. for this long what, about a fucking these Marvel actors now. went from there <laughs> to there to stardom. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, another kind of standout movie, uh, moment to me is when Kirsten Dunst realizes she's done this before, and just how scary would that be? She's not aware she deleted it, and just how scared would that be to find out you've deleted something, but you don't know why yeah. you've deleted it, and you're like, "What else have I deleted in the past? Maybe if I can't even trust myself to wipe something from my own memory, what can what can I trust? What who can I trust? Are any of these people actually who they say they are? Or am I who I think I am? That's 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 funny because the uh-huh. three people who we know have had something wiped. Mm-hmm. So, is it Joel Clementine and Kate Winslet's character? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Kirsten Dunst said this was one of her um, best performances mm. in this movie. Is this, is that right? Yeah, sorry, Kirsten Dunst's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, so Clementine maybe hears about it and goes ahead with it. Joel, Joel does it because he knows that she's done it. Does to get back at her, yeah. Yeah, so so he's kind of like aware of it. Even during it, he's aware of the procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you think that um, it happened to Kirsten Dunst's character, like with her permission, or? Oh yeah, no, I think you heard you heard it in the. Recording. I think she was just like such a mess at work. And she couldn't like handle her love for her boss that she just willingly went kind of okay. willingly went through. She okay. didn't have any other she's choice. Still, yeah. 
really young and impressionable. So if the doctor yeah. tells us to go ahead and do it, then yeah, probably. Oh, I saved his marriage, didn't it, for a while? Mm, well, he, so... he 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 himself has got definite kind of like advantages to doing the the procedure. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still and just Kirsten getting like... smoking hot too. <laughs> Yes. And th- this is for uh, um, Kate Winslet looks really good in this too. <laughs> yeah, we just on the wee side note there, sorry. Not so good to be three years old. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about performances, I think Kerry was amazing in that. I think, yeah. I think it was better than the Truman Show. Wow. I do I, yeah, I might have to go for that as well. I don't know. I I, I love the Truman Show's know. near to my heart, and but Just I guess his, his performance though, whether it's a better film yeah. or not, it's kind of different. But mm-hmm. you know, you well, know, he can still, for me, he can still in the Truman Show pull in elements of his, you know, theatrical kind of over yeah. the top overacting. Because he is in like kind of a shocked yeah. mode a lot in Truman Show, or a crazy and like that. But this one, he's doing a whole. Like a myriad of uh, of emotions, so yeah, I might have to give the the edge to this movie, his performance in this movie. And it's not even yeah, it's not no. until this it's... film goes on that this, the performance at the start of the film, you know, when he's the most damaged, the most vulnerable, yeah. and yet the most mm-hmm. kind of um, you realise that he's still quite taken with Clementine, and you know he's he's, yeah. he's kind of like awkwardness, but he smile when he actually. T- takes the phone call. Thanks. Yeah. The phone mm. call. Phones up. All, all that, all that is is tremendous. But you don't even you you you're not even close to realizing how tremendous that is until the end of the film. When you look back on that. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it again. Because. Yeah. I just think Same. it's amazing. No. So yeah. That, def- I'll give you that. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's up there with his best performance. And his best performance for me before was Truman Show. So, yeah. I definitely. Was he's never. Before? That's the thing. He's. I would say no. You're the man. With oh yeah, yeah, no, it definitely was 1998. So, good six years before that. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, he's not. It's a shame, the fact that he can actually pull a performance like this out, and also the performances that he does in Truman Show. And yeah, he's just the, the mask, the liar, liar, or the Ace Ventura. And that's what didn't get us wrong. I love every one of them films. <laughs> or Dumb and Dumber. There is there's a massive oh the Dumb Grinch. and Dumber, oh, man. The Grinch. There's a play, there's a massive play. There's not one of them films that anybody would say are shite. Um, <laughs> there's there's these films that he, he when does he does so, performances like this. So I was just going to say that like Ace Ventura, nobody could do that. No. For him. Oh, he's, absolutely he's not. Just like, if you do a remake Ace Ventura, I riot. Because <laughs> nobody could do that. That time has no. passed. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the twist of that film as well. <laughs> There's nobody out there that would even attempt to do Jim Carrey remakes, is there? Yeah, it's crazy. I think there was a a mask sequel or something like that, or a yeah. Was it not a child or something? Yeah. Was it not about the dog? The dog, yeah. I, I named my dog. Or a child, yeah, it might be. I named my dog oh, yeah, after pointless. the mask's dog, Milo. 
But yeah, again, <laughs> he, he did kind of surprise me and how kind of uh, um, I don't know, he just kind of he, he's balanced. He's just so so many points in that character's life together, and really puts his puts his whole picture. And it's just yeah, it's kind of really cool what they end up doing with this film. And it's kind of a kind of high concept, and you think in anyone else's hands, a movie where you erase people's minds with just like a company or something. You're thinking this company's got billions in the bank, it's it's everywhere, you know, it's got a big skyscraper, it's all yeah. high tech. And this movie is just kind of a rundown place run by kind of <laughs> these idiots, really. You know, it's just easily distracted, I would say. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's definitely got a big concept of Black Mirror. Mm. It had a kind of Black Mirror feel to it. That, I mean, the fact that I can erase your mind, uh, your memories and stuff like that, yeah. And how dark it could go. Yeah. And uh. the, how dark they want you to look into this. And so it's, it's a movie that makes you think. And that's I love movies that make us think. I've just not got a wife that likes to watch movies that make you think. <laughs> yeah. You also love Marvel films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make you think, mate. But see, see oh, Black yeah. Mirror, though, if Black Mirror was to tackle this, and I'm sure it has, uh, it would be the pristine office. It's, it would be the high tech. Yeah, uh, it's done similar because in the episode, well, don't know, spoilers again, uh, White Bear. They wipe that character's mm. memories and then torture her the whole episode, you know, and like they repeat Sick the. Man. Is that the one? Yeah, where... it does say spoilers. Is that the one? <laughs> yeah, but not for me. <laughs> is that the one where everybody's holding the phone all the time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is horrific. That one. I think the ending Excellent. of that is. Whoa, 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 whoa! Have oh, you not watched Black I've Mirror not yet? I won't. I won't. I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't see. What... I've watched a couple. I won't say what the ending is, but for me, um, yeah, the actual episode's quite tame, I would say. But when you realise what's been done to her, oh man, I can't think of anything worse. No. Is that the one but, with uh, the kid? Well, Where the kid mother controls what the kid sees it? No, no. 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 That's a different one. No. That's kind of got the same aspects of this. Where she, 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 wakes up in a, she, wakes she wakes up in a chair. And then leaves the house, and nobody interacts with her, but everybody's kind of staring at her and recording her with the phone. And that's so it, she, yeah. she has yeah. to kind of figure out what's going on. Why is everybody just Wait, looking what's at her it called? Like that? White Bear. White Bear. It's one of the yeah. earlier seasons. That's early, yes. Series two, episode two. Definitely an iconic okay. episode. We could probably just fill an episode of it, favorite Black Mirror episodes, or going over mm-hmm. one in detail, but. Uh, but to Eternal uh, Sunshine, yeah. I really like the the ending is quite bittersweet because after they get back together again, there's hope. But when Kirsten Dunst kind of <laughs> kamikazes everyone by sending everyone their tapes back and all their items and stuff. And so right when Winslet and uh, Katie are back together again, she plays a tape of her of her shouting and screaming at him, and he plays a tape of him just like laying into her and everything. He says he doesn't like about her, but now he what the like now he say he he does like about her, but she's like, well, how long is that going to last? 
mm-hmm. before you're saying these same things again and you think they might be doomed to repeat the relationship over again and just kind of gets worse and worse because they're even though they fit well together at times and they're, they're meant to be and they went off against this huge obstacle eventually it, there's going to be cracks and so they kind of decide to just like she just walks away from him and I just felt that was really really sad because mm. you felt like they did understand each other more than anyone else has understood them ever and you see that with like with Patrick's trying to be with, with um, Winslet uh, Eric in the middle of the movie and he just doesn't get her he just like kind of looks up to her and just kind of thinks she's amazing she's but... had her mind wiped out <laughs> Uh, no, but I'm saying she's got like like issues and stuff like that. But um, and it's only kind of Jim that can kind of bring her down or even her out. But then even them two together just won't work out eventually. So oh. it's really it's quite bittersweet. Yeah, I, I, I like how you're looking at it. That mm. yeah, it's kind of they're going to end up potentially being together because they're. There's, there's something there that's pulling them, drawing them again yeah. back to each other. I didn't see it that way. I wasn't yeah. sure if they should actually end up back together. Because I, she's I, decided... There's problems, yeah. Uh, she's decided that, no, it's not the way I want to be going, want out of this relationship, wipe her memory, and he wipes his memory. Right, okay, let's fresh start it. And yet they might end up in the exact same place before they wipe their memory and want to wipe their memory again. Yeah. Because mm. people's behaviours don't necessarily change that much. What might change though? He's still that? he's he's still gonna be born, she's still gonna be eccentric. Yeah. So introvert and extrovert, yeah, although sometimes it works, but I mean in this concept it wasn't really working he kind of got her when she was looking for something potentially and he was looking for something the timing was right um now they're starting again and they could end up getting caught in a vicious circle of being sad and Mm. crap all the way through so that's what i liked about it i really liked how (laughs) it ended and You don't know. You don't know if it is going to end. It's not a happy ever after. It's just a potentially this could go down one or two routes. I think they're willing to give it a yes, go definitely. again because they realise that uh, the good memories that they've lost out on are worth pursuing, even if they might not end up together together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, so, yeah, they, and then wipe their, brain, wipe their memories again. They'll I, get those I, memories I, back due to the change in the I don't think they would make the same choice again. They might not end up together. <clears throat> let's have a fucking laugh while we can. Uh, they do realise that they are a big part of each other's lives. And yeah. it's something that they learn that they just can't take away. Even now, anger, and they, like, they did things that they regretted and they wiped each other. But hopefully, at the end, they can realize, even if, yeah, as I said, if they don't end up together, but they realize that he's a part of me and she's a part of me. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah, definitely. That's good. (laughs) Okay. It was a great choice, Dan. Well played, mate. Thank you. Great show. It was better than the (laughs) Bowling. 
Oh, definitely different, different style. I think. Where do we go for the? Oh, where's your first choice, Dad? Again. Oh, it was uh, back. It was it was social dilemma and Joe Rogan. There's dilemma. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it was Bora, and there was this. But I, I like it was three different styles, and uh, we won't always just like pick the same kind of movies or podcasts yeah. or videos. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we'll do very different. <laughs> hey, we're we're up for any suggestions for anybody that's listening to us. Get them in on Twitter. Get them in on. Are we on any other social media? Uh, on the anchor, I think you can leave comments. Yeah, on anchor, you can, you can leave us there. a voice yeah. message on anchor. Uh, <laughs> voice message. Uh, I think you were going to lie when you said voice message. <laughs> and do you know what? Do you know what? For anybody who's keen, we will play the voice message on the next episode. If you send us a voice message, we'll play it. I think uh, I think, <laughs> think Tarek's gonna get a lot of hate for the bias refereeing here. Um, <laughs> lot of Scorsese you fans. On the even, <laughs> you want to curse them out? We're here for you. Okay, right. Next week we're going to we're going to speak about Get Juked. That's a kind of British film of black comedy. Uh, four guys to take the, the Duke of Edinburgh award if they go in the Highlands and navigate their way through the hills and so on and um, just I won't go too much in it but hilarity ensues and uh, we're going to have a guest on next week my, my mate Connor is going to come on because he has like he's watched this film he's raved about it for ages he's written about it and he's interviewed the director so I think that's uh, so I'm definitely going to ask him about how that interview went and uh, what his thoughts on the movie are. Yeah, definitely. So and we'll put... I'll definitely ask him what he's drinking. <laughs> Hopefully he's drinking a handcrafted innocent gun. Our sponsors better be as good as this. <laughs> when we're doing the sponsor spots, they better be doing as much loving care as they do the innocent gun. The sweet I'm just I'm just showing all I'm just showing all sponsors how sweet a segue we can make into any type of <laughs> Kieran, how's your shiny head going? <laughs> it's a lot better now. We've any wigs, two... any wig companies? <laughs> my, my shiny head feels a lot better now. We've had two tins of innocent gun, the the brewed with naked golden oats, crafted in Scotland. The delicious, delicious sweet nectar. Send me a kiss. <laughs> See, damn, yeah. we've got this in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> the sponsors, the sponsors are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'd say goodbye from me, goodbye from me too. Right, see ya. <laughs>